Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Zanman Shane Sabuni, along with my partner in crime, the Honorable Jeff. And uh, today we're going to talk some Ring of Honor. We're going to talk some a uh, little bit about the NJPW New Beginnings shows. And we're going to talk about last night's Elimination Chamber main event match. But I'm going to start with the uh, with a big fucking jackass named Jay Lethal. Um, this guy... I have said for months is bringing down the Ring of Honor product with his joke of a world championship reign, his second joke of a world championship reign. Um, he was a great television champion. Um, he really brought prestige to that title, but he definitely still belongs to be in the mid card. And I realized they had limited choices at the time that he won that championship, but one of them definitely should have gotten it over him. And I think that he doesn't even stand for what he claims to stand for because what he did last weekend was absolutely disgusting. Um, there have been other fake championships in wrestling before, like the ring of honor world championship that um, Matt Taven was carrying around with him, but nobody that I can recall has stooped to the level of destroying somebody else's property just because he was, urged to by um, by Tennille Dashwood or, or any other um, beautiful woman. You know, I mean, he bashes it with a bat, he chops it with an axe, and then he rips the beautiful metal off of that beautiful leather. And Jay Lethal thinks that he solidifies his claim to being the ROH world champion by doing this. He's not the greatest ROH world champion of all time, no matter how many championships he times he wins the title, no matter how many defenses he has, no matter how many days he holds the title, because he's been a terrible champion every time. And Matt Taven does have a claim to be in the world champion, and Lethal had no right to destroy his, his personal property and prove that he is really the bad guy in this situation because heroes do not just destroy things that belong to other people. He is a piece of shit. He is not my he is hashtag not my champion, and I'm fucking sick of that dude, and he needs to go away. Okay, I do have a rebuttal, of course. Um, some things I agree with, some things I don't. Um, but the first thing I have to say before we go any farther is it is Monday, right? Yeah. And it's 6.33 Central yeah. Standard Time? Yeah. How the fuck are we on the air this early? I actually heard the beginning of the show. I didn't join late. What happened? 
I, I guess the you know the, the gods wanted to hear my rant about Jay Lethal early, and so they let me go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and get started on time for once. Well, yeah, okay, and back to that. Now, I do agree with you that I think I think his first championship run was very well done. I thought no. he had I thought he had a lot of heat. I thought he was one of the best in the world at the time. His second run has been lackluster, but I think that's only be. Are you eating chips over there? No. What are you doing? Anyway, um, I think that his second run. Not not pressing the mute button when when I should, obviously. <laughs> I think his second run has been lackluster, but mainly because he wasn't far enough in his redemption story to win the title. There were. Two other people that were um, that were much more worthy of winning the title when he did, and um, I, I just I don't like the fact that they are they're pulling a WWE thing right now where they're making a legend, where you know um, <clears throat> AJ uh, what was her name CM Punk's chick AJ Lee. As soon as she she was like the creme de la creme of the women's division, as soon as she left, they had to make a superstar out of Brie Bella, so that they could kind of wipe the wipe the whatever away from uh, AJ Lee, you know. And I get the feeling that's kind of what they're doing with Jay Lethal. Where no, he is not the greatest Ring of Honor champion. I mean, not when you got Tyler Black, not when you have De- Brian Danielson, not when you have Samoa Joe. It, it, he he is a level behind those guys. But I can see what they're doing is they're, they're, he's their current franchise. He's the current guy who's never leaving. So they're letting him run out now. Well, yeah, where the hell is he going to go? Nobody else fucking wants him because he sucks. He does not suck. He's and, not I, and, and you forgot, and you forgot the I, greatest winger runner world champion of all time. And that's fucking Nigel McGuinness, dude. And I, uh, I, I do agree that, and we can get into this conversation a little bit too, because I saw you posted on somebody's Twitter account. Um, but the fact that he uses the stunner 14 times during every single match, but the only stunner that actually is a finisher is that that uh, springboard stunner. I think you mean cutter. But yeah, cutter. It makes no it, it it makes no sense to me how he can hit 14 cutters, but the only one that matters is the is the springboard one. Um, you mentioned that a baby face destroying somebody's personal property and, you know, how are they over and all this stuff. Did you sleep through the entire attitude era? No, but we're past the attitude era and, and he claims to be all for honor. Doesn't he? I mean, isn't that what, isn't that what his whole thing is, is, you know, he should be, he is all about honor. If he's all about honor, why is he destroying somebody else's property? He's not destroying somebody else's property. He's destroying somebody else. No, he's destroying somebody else's fake championship, and he's basically saying, "You want it, come earn it." And who and who owns that championship? Um, not Ring of Honor, so it doesn't really matter. No, Matt Taven does. So he was destroying somebody's personal property. He's supposed to be a, he's supposed to be a role model for all these kids and these Ring of Honor fans, and he's doing that kind of bullshit. He's not Steve Austin. Be... He's not he, he's not Steve Austin. He's supposed to be more like the Ricky Steamboat type, you what? know. So, yeah, he's did supposed you, to look at, Did you completely miss his heel run? Um, no. He's but not I mean, a but, but, I mean, but I mean, right now he's playing a babyface character. He's not. He's not playing a tweener character like Austin or The Rock. He's supposed to be the paragon of virtue and of honor of Ring of Honor, and he proved that he's not. Since when? Since when? What? 
Since when is he supposed to be the paragon and virtue of what, blah, blah, whatever honor? Do you, not see, the, do you so. not see the way he's carrying himself? Have you missed his entire character since he won the championship? Since he was on, well, since he was on his rise to win the championship? I've seen it, but his character changed after he won the championship. He's just a face champion now, which means he's not going to cheat during a match, but that doesn't mean he's not going to fuck up your fake belt. He's a hypocritical dumbass, Jeff. Just because you think he's a great wrestler does not mean he's not a hypocritical dumbass. I, I think anybody that actually makes it on TV is a great wrestler. Let's, I mean, let's put it this way. This is what we watch. This is entertainment, and it's supposed to provoke emotion. Now, yes, but whether, I, and I wish he would actually entertain me once in a fucking while when Will Ospreay isn't across the ring from him. But he is evoking emotion. Right, but not the emotion he's supposed to be evoking. That's he's, debatable. No, it's not debatable whatsoever. He's supposed he's to not be debatable. He's supposed to be the baby face, and I hate him. Well, yeah. And... He's, getting, he's, he's getting Roman Reigns reactions from me. So, you, and, and, you know, when Roman Reigns was getting those kind of reactions, you thought he was terrible at his job. Jay Lethal is terrible at his job. I never thought he was terrible at his job. I thought he didn't deserve a spot. There's a, there's a huge difference. I thought he was a hell of a new ring performer. I thought he overdid some moves, much like Jay Lethal does. But all in all... Roman Reigns was a hell of an in-ring performer. I just felt like he didn't deserve a spot, much like and I feel Lito the same way about... And doesn't deserve his spot either. And much like, like I was just saying, much like I think Lethal doesn't deserve his spot right now either, it's... To say that he's not entertaining is a stretch. He's, he's no, doing what... He, he is he, not he's entertaining. Doing... He, he is boring as hell. And you hate him. Yeah, because he's boring. You hate him enough to talk about him. But that's not his job. His job is to be a babyface and to get people to cheer for him. I can't, I, I, I can't understand how anybody with any intelligence would be cheering for this jackass. His job is to evoke a reaction, which is what he's done. His job is not... I'm not going to buy a ticket to, to hate Jay Lethal. So he didn't do his job that way. No, but... 10,000 other people will. No, they, they won't because they're actually cheering for the, for the dumbass. And I don't understand it whatsoever. No, I, I agree with you. I think his latest run has been lackluster. I Just think like that his previous one was. I don't think his previous run was bad. Go back I thought, and watch it again. I, well, I can go back and watch uh, Ricky Steamboat's run as Intercontinental title and think it's lackluster now. It's a different time. Well, he only held the Intercontinental title for like six, like, uh, what, six or eight weeks or something. Well, regardless, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I can go back and watch any run and think it's lackluster compared to what it is now. I actually thought about that going back and watching some of these matches that I thought were all-time greats just to see how they hold up. Now, some of them, yeah, five, six years ago, I did go back and watch, but how are they going to rate now? Like, how is that uh, Rumble in Chi-Town going to relate? How, how, is that still well, going to be We're talking this? about two years, Jeff, maybe three at the most. We're not talking about going back a decade. But in that three years, we've added so much to our playbooks that we're not as enthralled as we were before. I mean, three years ago, we were tits up about WWE programming. Now we can't stand it. You know, even two years ago, it was all NJPW and all WWE. And then all of a sudden, we're like, okay, hey, look, there's progress. There's what culture? There's defiant. There's 
RPW, there's, you know, now All Elite, there's all these other promotions. So now these people that we thought were good, uh, even three, four months ago, well, when did we start this? What, August? And we go back to August and look at who we thought was the top of the food chain. Now, six months later, we're, we're second guessing that and we're going, okay, well, that guy is maybe like 70th or 80th. Well, I don't even know if that guy would make a, a top 64 bracket now where six months ago, he would have been a top 10 guy. You know, and, and there are quite a few people in my mind that are like that because they got replaced. They got moved down the food shelf by, by people like Sammy Guevara, by people like uh, Teddy Hart and Tom Lawler and so many other outstanding wrestlers that the only reason we even know about them is because we started watching these other promotions. If you think about where wrestling is, now you think about somebody who is a Jay Lethal fan, somebody who only follows Ring of Honor, they're going to love him. Same thing if you th- look at somebody who only follows WWE, and you know this for a fact because you dealt with it during your whole bracket thing. Seth Rollins is going to be the greatest wrestler in the world to them. You know, Brock Lesnar is going to be great to them. It's when you start opening your mind and looking at all these other things there are to offer that you can look back and go, hey, you know what? Seth Rollins isn't the greatest wrestler on the planet. He's, you know, fifth or sixth or seventh. You can look at it and say, Jay Lethal is boring as hell because you see so many other people that have stepped up and have done so much better. Now, I'm not saying that Jay Lethal doesn't bore me. Don't get me wrong. I'm siding with you on there. I think his run has been lackluster. I think he's in desperate need of a heel turn. Uh, He just, I don't think he should have won the belt when he did, and I don't think he should still have it. But at the same time, who worthy has stepped up to take it? When you look at his run, the only person that I can see in Ring of Honor at the present time that deserves it is either Matt Taven or Marty Skrull. That's it. There's nobody else in Ring of Honor right now that deserves the title. Yeah, I mean, but even, that, that, that doesn't mean that Lethal should have it. I mean, I mean, to me, Jay Lethal peaked when he when he was the world television champion and he won the world title that same night. Since then, it's been downhill for him. And um, and I really think you know, I think he only won it like two or three weeks after. Um, best in the world. It might have even been at, been at the best in the world taping. So, I mean, I don't understand why you don't put the title on Mar- Marty Skrull there and let him hold the title for a while. Because well, he clearly was he clearly was hotter than Lethal. He's clearly got more appeal broad street, you know, broad broad stream across the world than than Lethal does. So, why don't you have Marty Skrull carry that championship at least until his contract is up in November? You know, I mean. And, um, and of course, now he's re-signed through, through May, and he's probably never going to get a chance to win that championship. I mean, whereas, well, whereas, whereas Lethal just keeps bringing it down and being terrible. And it wasn't just him, too. You had Cody that was deserving at that time. You had, um, I mean, Dalton Castle was going out with an injury, so you really couldn't keep it on him, who at the time was the most deserving champion. But Cody was deserving, too, and he proved it throughout the rest of his run that he deserved it. You, know, you had um, Marty Skrull. Yeah, I, th- yeah I, think, I think they couldn't put it on Cody because he had so much other stuff going on at that same time. And that's a possibility. I um, mean, he, was, he, he just won the United States Championship. He was, he was headed towards you know, getting all in, all set up and, and booked, and he 
had that world, excuse me, that NWA world title match coming up as well. So I just think there was so much stuff going on with Cody to put the title on him. Although I do agree with you that if Lethal had kept on, kept up his on the rise storyline and, and then won the title from a dominant champion like Cody at Final Battle, it we. It might be I might be feeling differently about his reign because at least there would have been some momentum towards it, and he'd just be starting out rather than getting it shoved down our throats every time he wrestles that he's about to he's about to or he has set a record. Well, but I just don't when, just I, when like, I start when I still think he's he deserves it. To me, it's a lot like Tanahashi, where Tanahashi, I, as much as I hated the fact that Tanahashi won um, the title and then dropped it in his first title defense. The fact that he was able to completely tell that redemption story is where I think Jay Lethal lost out because Jay Lethal hadn't gone through his redemption story yet. He was just at the t- uh, beginning of it. He had, was only, what, six or seven matches into his redemption story when they threw the title back on him, and it stayed on him in, since. In, in a television fatal four-way, too. Let's not forget that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a, it was a, but I, they needed to get the title off Dalton because he was so hurt. I mean, I don't even think that dude's even fully back to anything right now. He's still half of what he was, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, I get it now. I get what you're saying about how he's supposed to be a baby face character and he shouldn't be destroying property because he's all about honor and all that stuff. I get that. I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, if you look back through history and if you look back and look now at where wrestling is going, wrestling is going back to the mid nineties where they're putting on phenomenal matches, but they're just at the start of the attitude era, just at the start of the reality era era with the NWA and NWO where they're putting on these fantastic on matches, but they're blurring the line between face and heel and reality and KFAB. But they're not. Jay Lethal is acting like he's is a self-righteous son of a bitch who's acting like his shit doesn't stink. And then he goes and does something like that, and we're supposed to cheer it. Well, yeah, we're cheering it because it's Matt Taven, and Matt Taven's the master heel. And the rightful world champion. Let's not forget that. I will give you that. That I will give you because I truly believe that Matt Taven had every claim to be in the rightful world champion because he, unlike what Kenny King did, where Kenny King's been spouting about how he's the real world's champion, um, Matt Taven legitimately pinned the champion, and he should be, he should be the champ. He pinned uh, Dalton Castle for an eight count, and he should be the champ. And not only that, but he was supposed to wrestle Dalton Castle for the championship and Castle couldn't make the match. So shouldn't he have won the title by forfeit? Really? <laughs> really? really? We, don't win, we don't win the title by forfeit or count out. Don't you listen to Michael Cole? He tells you 14 times every title match. You can't um, win it by talk- count out or disqualification. We're not talking about WWE, but if you want to bring them up, if, if Triple H can win the championship by being handed it to him in the middle of the ring by Eric Bischoff, then I think that uh, Matt Taven could win the title by forfeit. Well, you know, think, think how much more heat he would have as a world champion that never actually won the championship for somebody. Which is what he was doing. I, I, and see, now I hate what Lethal did for different reasons than what you do. I hate what Lethal did because 
Um, you know, unlike you, where it was a show of him not being honorable and not being the baby face, I hate it because it ended a fucking great storyline. And we've already got Ring of Honor who screwed us out of the SoCal Uncensored storyline because they got their tickets to go to AEW. So they just all of a sudden disappeared. You know, even the, even the tag team champions who quote unquote earned their new, their new contracts and had already signed them just disappeared off TV with nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, no, didn't they have a rematch on, didn't they have a rematch on Ring of Honor television the night after? um, Right. And then they disappeared. And then they disappeared. Well, it was a week. It was the second TV taping after Final Battle, so it was before the end of the first of the year. But there was no resolution to that story. It just went away. You know, and it was the same thing with Christopher Daniels. A good write-off to Christopher Daniels would have been not getting his contract. But the owner of our Ring of Honor comes out and hands him a contract. What, that contract's null and void now just because Shane Taylor ripped it up? They couldn't just print off another one. It's sloppy booking and paper sloppy doesn't, storytelling. Paper doesn't work that way, Jeff. You can't do that with paper. Oh, okay. It's just it it it's one thing that has really bugged me about the way they just they said goodbye and farewell to the you know the the four uh, elite members. Well, three elite members. You no, know, four four elite members that left. They had their good goodbye tours and all that crap. But SCU, who was the best part of Ring of Honor TV for almost a full year, just got written off like they were nothing. That bothered me. And that and it still kind of does bug me. They just don't even get mentioned. There's no mention of them at all. It's like they didn't exist. Um, who didn't exist? SCU. What's SCU? <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> I mean, every now and then, and, and they do throw around Christopher Daniels' name when they're talking about Eli Isom, but that's it. You don't get anything else. And these, like I said, that storyline, and we talked about it going into, um, was it in the final battle or was it into one of the other pay-per-views? But where we were talking about how that that SCU storyline was the best storyline on TV. With them right. fighting for a contract and trying to change their appearance and become uh, worthy of being in Ring of Honor. It was the best storyline in wrestling at the time. And they just wrote it off like it didn't even happen. Just no mention of it. That yeah, doesn't matter. Well, they kind of had to because those talents are now in another promotion. Well, yes, they are. But that doesn't mean you can't still you know, discuss them. Well, the thing is, though, that for some reason, even though you and I disagree with it vehemently, Ring of Honor considers um, All Elite to be their competitor. And so because of that, they're not going to bring up anybody on that, that that's a part of that organization as far as, as, far as what I can tell. I mean, I mean there's st- they still have mentioned it a few times on TV just to promote that um, kind of Cody, the formation. The, Cody the formation. and the Bucks, and yeah. The formation of of that new stable that they, that's still unnamed between you know Silas Young and the Briscoes and stuff, but I mean that's really all that they've talked about those guys for is just to promote um, that aspect of it. And see that that just that 
the one thing that's going to keep wrestling from becoming what you and I want is just the the sharing. And, you know, yeah, you're exclusive. The exclusive contracts, I think, are what are pissing me off right now. Now, I get it. You don't want to pay thousands of dollars to have um, your talent hurt, or you don't want to pay millions of dollars to your talent to have them hurt in somebody else's ring. But at the same time, they're and I, I don't want to use it. Let's say Dalton Castle. Let's say Ring of Honor just, hey, you know what, Dalton Castle, you go do a program with somebody over in All Elite or WWE or New Japan or um, Defiant or MLW. You run into a program with somebody in Impact, and you let them know where you're coming from. You're not an MLW wrestler. You're a Ring of Honor guy. Now you're going to draw eyes to Ring of Honor. Because the people, there's going to be people that are going to fall in love with his character work and his in-ring performance. Whether they like him or not, they're still, going to, they're still going to get eyes on Ring of Honor. And that's what we ultimately want in this, in this industry is eyes on all the product. Because once you start seeing all the product, you start seeing some greatness. And there is truly greatness out there that people haven't even discovered yet. Right, because they, you know, they they have their, they have their minds closed, or they or they just, I don't know, they're just not interested in, in it the way that you and I were, you know. Well, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, and, 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 and you know, there's people out there that are just going to watch WWE because that's where the easy access is. Or you know, they're going to be Lucha Underground fans, or you're going to have your just just Ring of Honor fans, or you're just NXT fans. That's going to happen. But look at the way, and this is one thing that NXT, NXT UK, and 205 are doing great with that I just wish everybody could get on board with and, and to hell with these territories. You know, WWE, you're going to make your money. You're going to be a ginormous corporation just because that's who you are. But you can do it with occasionally sharing your talent and getting talent from other people. Could you imagine Lucha Brothers coming in and putting on a program with the Usos? That would be just phenomenal TV. Yeah, it would. I mean, I, I mean, I'd rather see the Bucks against the Usos, but I get your point. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's the same, same type, similar type of thing. It's just I, I wish people would stop seeing other promotions as their competition and they would start doing what is happening in England. England is the only place that I know of where wrestlers jump from promotion to promotion to promotion and they make it all work. Defiant progress, rev pro doesn't matter. Zach, uh, Zach Sabre jr. He's on all of them and he makes it work. And they're not squabbling. They're not fighting. It's like, oh, hey, Defiant, it's our turn to have uh, ZSJ now. Oh, hey, it, you know, our, our PW's time to have ZSJ. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and why can't the States, why can't Japan, why can't everybody, globally, Mexico, why can't they all just look at that formula and realize that it's not damaging? You've got all this talent that you can make use of. And just fucking work together, for Christ's sake. Because they all want the money, dude. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. You don't think it's right, but I mean, they. It is know, what it is. You know, you know, they, you know they, they don't. They don't share our view that 
um, that there's money in cooperating rather than in being selfish and, and uh, you know, trying to get trying to get everything, you know, own everything, I guess, basically, is, is the way, right way to put it. <laughs> and you know what the you know what the worst thing? Uh, the worst thing about this is who we can blame for this. And it's hard to blame him for the way wrestling is now with the um, monopolized and exclusive contracts and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Because of what they did for the 90s and how they made wrestling so popular and changed the way wrestling was. But Eric Bischoff and his Ted Turner money and the guaranteed contracts and all that shit, that's who we can blame for the way wrestling is now. I You want to look at um, WWE and Vince McMahon for buying up territories and things like that. But in all reality, Vince didn't have exclusive contracts. He paid by perform- by appearance. And it wasn't until WCW came in and started throwing exclusive multi-year contracts at these people that it really lit a shitstorm and changed the way the business is run now to where everybody's got to be exclusive to a certain promotion just to make it work and it, it i don't i i could spend hours on this topic because it annoys me but at the end of the day when's it going to change it's not going to change as long as people keep going out and doing the same formula over and over again girls what do you sorry, mean here? My, sorry my dogs my dogs were uh growling at each other over stupid bones which is just ridiculous but well i growl over my bone um, let's not go there. Uh, all right. So, um, the other, the other, the other, I think is, I guess, big talking point out of this show is that, um, the, the woman you and I wanted to be the ring of honor world women of honor champion, basically ever since that title was conceived of. Oh, we're talking about the show now. <laughs> You're, you were talking about last Friday night or the Friday night leading up to the show. It wasn't actually part of the show. Whatever. I mean, one, one more thing I want to touch on before we move on to the actual Ring of Honor show that um, was at Bombay Honor. Is that yeah. the name of it? Um, there's so many of these damn names. I can't keep shit straight anymore. Um, but another what do you thing. Mean that, anymore? I've known you for a long time. You've never been able to. I was at one time. It was long before I met you. Okay. Anyway, um, another thing that came out of that Friday night show that you were talking about was has a brand new challenger for the NWA title that he's going to defend at the Crockett Cup. And that's Marty Skrull. Did you see that whole breakdown and interview and everything? I did not. Um, Nick Aldis comes out and he uh, is talking about the Crockett Cup and how he's not a tag team guy. He hasn't been a tag team guy for a while, but he's going to put it aside for one night and he's going to team up with his best friend in the world me to be a tag team for that one night and he calls out and he calls out marty skrull the villain marty comes out they have this whole back and forth about how much they love each other and then marty challenged uh all this to a championship fight okay now and then, you know, they're still doing it where they're both playing the faces. They're both, you know, happy-go-lucky, love you both, and all this crap. But I I want to get Crockett Cup, not for the nostalgia anymore, not for the to see the tag teams that I haven't seen, 
I want to get it just to see this damn match. Marty well, Skrull be- versus Nick Aldis is going to be one of the best matches of the year. Well, I have good news for you. You don't have to get it because it's going to be free on Honor Club. That's right, because it's a co-ROH production. Exactly. Well, I am looking forward to this. This is one I'm going to set aside time for. It's about time. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, that's, that's something we got to look forward to, especially at the Crockett Cup. And I think the Crockett Cup is going to be fun just uh, from the nostalgia point of view. Yeah, definitely should be. But that is definitely a a one-of-a-kind match to see. So yeah, now, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, what was I going to say now? I don't remember. Oh, I mean, I, I'm happy about it, but at the same time, I don't think there's any chance that Marty's actually going to win that championship. So. No, I don't either. It, it, um, so it, it kind of sucks that way that you know that we we basically got a guarantee of knowing who's going to leave that as leave there as the champion. Well, unfortunately, we had that last night too, and I think this might be a good segue into get our one off of WWE out of the way before we start discussing Bomb by Honor because I do have quite a few thoughts about Bomb by Honor. Um, you knew that same thing going into last night's elimination chamber. There is no way in hell Daniel Bryan was not going to win that belt. He was not going to maintain keep his belt. They spent all that money on a brand new wood and hemp. Um, belt and they've been pushing him and he's the hottest heel on the planet right now there was no way anybody was going to beat him for the title and that, okay those but i will say that the way they booked kofi kingston made me believe for quite a uh, for quite a few times that they might actually pull the trigger and for the first time in the history of the WWE there would have been an African-American world heavyweight champion. Well, WWE heavyweight champion. Would there really have been, though? Because is he, is he actually American? Yeah, he is. He's born in Boston, dude. Well, I didn't know. I mean, they've always they booked him for being in, in, from eight, eight zillion different companies before. Countries. Well, it was, it was Jamaica. Remember, he was the first Jamaican-born... And then all of a sudden, John Cena calls him out in the middle of a fucking backstage segment about how he's really from Boston. Next thing he knew, he didn't have that Jamaican accent anymore. I thought he also went for being from Kenya at one point as well. No, not him. No, he's always been. He's from Boston, Massachusetts. Massa what? Shut up. I can't say words. <laughs> How dare you make me say words? Well, I will tell you exactly where that match lost me, and uh, it's gonna—it's not gonna be very surprising to you at all because of who my, who my favorite is. Yep. But when, but now, but now, to my knowledge, AJ Styles and Randy Orton have been in the same match three times, and every single one of those times, apparently, Randy Orton has hit the fucking KO to pin AJ Styles. And I am not, I'm fucking tired of it. And let me tell you the part that annoyed me about that is out of all the cool RKOs he's done, 
you know, catching Rey Mysterio, catching uh, Seth Rollins and everybody else out of the air, why couldn't he do that to um, why couldn't he do that to AJ? Why did he catch AJ on the actual um, ring on the on the ropes and take fucking twenty five minutes to set that move up? Um, you're missing the point. What's that? The point is that Randy fucking Orton once again pinned AJ fucking Styles. You know, I mean, I mean, probably the hottest champion they've had in the last I don't know how many years holding that exactly. that championship. But apparently he he yeah. cannot beat Randy Goddamn Hold it, hold it. He was one of the lamest champions in. Hold it know. like this. There you go. Good job. And I just think that kind of bullshit needs to stop. But it's not going to stop because WWE sucks, and they're going to keep doing their own their same bullshit over and over again. And um, so I, you know, Ryan, I appreciate the suggestion for me. For uh, us to watch that match, but all it did was piss me off because I'm sick of Randy Orton. I'm sick of Randy Orton pinning AJ Styles and um, fuck Randy Orton and fuck WWE again. Well, calm your balls a little bit because if no. anything is if anything is coming out of this uh, elimination chamber, we're getting Randy Orton versus AJ Styles at. Uh, WrestleMania this year. Oh, good. So we so we can get pinned on the biggest stage by by the jackass Randy Orton. That's 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 just really. Perfect. You know, you're kind of bitter tonight. Um. Yeah, I am. You're a little. You're a little angry. You're a little set off. So. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> Somebody's got to be. So, I don't. I mean. Just because you don't care about anything doesn't mean I don't care about anything. Good point. Hey, Ryan, just so you know, I appreciate the fact that you pointed that match out. I had already seen it because um, that was one of the few that I'd heard about that I really wanted to see, so I actually watched it live. But I do appreciate the fact you pointed that out and keep doing it because I will still watch the crap and I'll still uh, still comment on it. Personally, had it not been for the Ending and Jeff Hardy, that match probably could have made it into my top five or six of the year. I thought. Wait, 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 wait. What was wrong with the ending? I, the kick out of the SOS and the. Um, well, the well, the SOS gets, gets kicked out of all the time. Well, I know, but still, it's you and I have these issues with uh, finisher kickouts. You know, so that's yeah, yeah, but the SOS isn't his, isn't his finisher. It hasn't has never been his finisher. Well, the boom drop is, but he has used the SOS to pin a lot of people. No, his finisher is that terrible, trouble in paradise kick. Is it? Yeah. What a lame finisher. <laughs> the SOS is so much better. It is so much better, but he's never used it for a finisher. That's my point. Well, he did. He used it during the gauntlet match. That's how he pinned Daniel Bryan was with the SOS. Or was it Hardy? Regardless. Regardless. I don't know or care. What difference does that make? Regardless, you had um, Kofi kick out of the knee by Daniel Bryan, and then the ending was – I was sitting on my couch calling it, and I flat out – the guy that or the guy that was here watching it with me, we're watching this, and I'm, I literally said, okay, now we're going to get the knee. Now it's gonna, he's not going to kick out. This is the end of the match. You know, and it, it just, it was predictable. I, I don't know. I just, 
the ending bothered me and the fact that Jeff Hardy now when I'm watching this live they're doing the little countdown to the next chamber uh, opening you know 10 9 and I get up I'm going to go get some soda come back I by the time I get back into the living room to sit down and watch the rest of it Jeff Hardy's already been eliminated what the fuck was he even in there for I suppose he had to put another big name in there. I don't know. He literally lasted 15 seconds in the match. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember seeing him in there very much. I, I, I guess I agree with that. And uh, there was no point. You could have thrown anybody in there. How many people out there needed a rub? Needed just that little bit of TV time that you could have put in there to last a little bit longer than Jeff Hardy did? Well, it wouldn't and have been you, TV time. It would have been WWE Network time. But regardless, it would have been time rubbing shoulders with the big guys. And there's so many people on that roster that could have benefited from that. But you throw Jeff Hardy in there to last 15 seconds, there's no point. It was pointless. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, are, you try, are you trying to say that Jeff Hardy's not an up-and-coming young superstar? That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. Okay. I just, I just wanted to, to make sure that's what you were saying. And, and if he's only going to be in there 15 seconds, why not give the rub to somebody else? I can't even remember who he got pinned by. Was it was it AJ? I think it was AJ. I think that was AJ's one pin in the match. Who pinned Samoa Joe? I thought AJ pinned Samoa Joe. No, that was Daniel Bryan with the knee. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, it, but it just I, those couple of little things really took it down. I loved the way that. Daniel Bryan was in this match. The way that he tried to run from Samoa Joe, the fact that he climbed up on the pod just to sit down there and rest and watch Kofi and Joe kick the shit out of each other. It, it just, he was phenomenal throughout the match. I loved the performance that um, Kofi put on. And even AJ, up until his Randy Orton debacle, put on a hell of a performance. I, it just, those three guys alone made that a a great watch for me. It was good. I wouldn't say it was great. And, and, you know, and the other thing is that I forgot about how they had changed the elimination chamber so that the outside is no longer the, the actual metal grating. Now they have these uh, nice little the pads, safety yeah. pads over it that just, it don't make, it doesn't make it feel like it's not, it doesn't feel the same as it used to. And the other thing too, that bugged me is they talked about how you can't be eliminated outside the ropes. Really? How many pinfalls have we seen happen on the grate? None, because that's always been the rule. Has it? It's a yeah. dumb rule. If you're in the <laughs> if you're in the cage, it's fair game. Pin them on top of a pod. I don't give a shit. You might you might be thinking of all the times you play WWE video games, you'd be able to pin them out there because that's because ne- it's never been a rule on the games, but it's always been a rule oh. in the in actual wrestling. That's possible. I don't know. It happens once a year, so I don't really. And the rest of the the card, I mean. <sighs> There's just too much happening with disregard to anybody ever that bothers me about WWE programming. It's like they don't give a fuck what anybody wants or anybody thinks as long as they buy. Like I don't mind the fact that Finn Balor is the Intercontinental Champion. But I've always had an issue with um, two-on-one matches and the one winning the match. 
that's always bothered me, especially when they're not Braun Strowman or someone along those lines. Um, also, when you look at the Braun Strowman-Baron Corbin match, are they ever going to book Baron Corbin strong again? When he first came in and was starting to win us over when he was on SmackDown, he would have been the kind of guy that would have walked in and beat Braun Strowman by himself. And now he needed Lashley and Galloway to do it. You know, and I mean, you didn't watch any of this stuff, so I'm just kind of, you know, I skimmed through some of it and saw results and saw some of the matches, but it's just, it's typical of WWE booking where they're just not, they just don't give a fuck about anybody. Transitional champions, you know, first title defense type stuff, they don't care. They really don't care as long as they can sell a t-shirt. Wait, wait, are you telling me that they booked Baron Corbin to beat Braun Strowman? Yep. Wow. Now, in his present day role, that's a shock. But, you know, had this been Baron Corbin 2014 when he was up on SmackDown and being booked as a monster, I would have believed it. But he also had help from Lashley and Galloway. I don't care. You still don't book Braun Strowman to lose to Baron Corbin. Not at this time. Wow. That just. Wow. And we've got new tag team champions, too. You know, SmackDown tag team champions. So the Miz and, and Shane McMahon story, that lasted a whole long time. Yeah, I saw the useless of the tag team champions for the, the 18th time now. Part of me is wondering, because I've been hearing rumblings that um, their contract's up soon, too, and they were thinking of AEW. I'd be fine with that. I would, too. I'd love to see them against the Bucks and against Lucha Brothers and all these other tag teams, but I just, I, I, can we, can we, can we move to another, to a real organization now? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm done with it. All right. Good. It. Oh, and good. Bailey and, uh, I don't care. Uh, Sasha Banks. They won their elimination chamber. They're the new tag team women's champions. All right. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk <laughs> about, um, bound by bound. Uh, what was it? Bound by honor. I don't want to, well, I don't want to talk about WWE. That's not what our show's about. I don't want to talk about WWE either. Then why were you doing it? Because we had a faithful listener that suggested we watch a, a, a match. Yes, but then you rambled about that. Then you remember about the rest of the card for like five minutes. I did not. Lies. I have video evidence. Ooh, hey, I can watch King Kong right now instead of listening to you. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> okay, welcome back to Kingdom of Honor. And we are talking about this weekend's Ring of Honor show, Bound by Honor. And uh, apparently uh, Arlo's also doing something in the background. So you said you had a lot to say about, the, about this uh, card, Jeff. What did you want to, where did you want to start? Well, a couple things I wanted to, wanted to start with um, was Nick Aldis on commentary. Uh, Ian Riccoboni was having a – well, his wife was having a child, so he, was, he missed the show. And um, Cole Cabana was in the show. So we got a, a broadcasting unit of, of Nick Aldis and um, Caprice Coleman. And I'm going to go on record and say that Nick Aldis did a phenomenal job. Announcing this show, being the play-by-play guy. He really did. 
I mean, you don't expect a current wrestler to be able to step in, be the play-by-play guy, and not only was he the play-by-play guy who followed the action, described what was going on, made you buy into it, he put over every single wrestler on this card and didn't one time mention himself. Well, I wouldn't say he didn't mention himself. But you know, but he not did, but, but, he, but, he, but he did he did try to downplay his uh, he did try to, d- to downplay it when um, Caprice Coleman kept bringing it up. The only per- the only time where he really stepped up to kind of platform for himself was when Marty Skrull came out um, for the uh, four corner match, and even then it was just more of a yeah he disappointed me I didn't know I didn't see that coming. We'll we'll settle that at the Crockett Cup. He never really spent a whole lot of time selling his match. He worried more about the match that was going on in the ring in that four-corner match. I thought Nick Aldis did a hell of a job, and he definitely has a second career as a play-by-play guy. No, I agree. Should probably even be his first career. I think he's a hell of a wrestler. I know you do. I've been on the... Nick Aldis bandwagon for about 10 years now, so. I know. But you also think Jay Lethal's a hell of a wrestler. I think Jay Lethal has some talent. Jay Lethal is not on Nick Aldis's level. Not at this time in his career. A few years ago, he might have been, but not anymore. He's just not as good a storyteller as he used to be. He, he relies too much on cutters. He... Uh, all right, I'm not getting on Jay Lethal again here. <laughs> <clears throat> the other thing I, I kind of wanted to bring to your attention, there, you know, the first match of the night with um, uh, Rhett Titus versus Jay Briscoe. Wait, wait. Are, Rhett Titus faced, faced Jay Briscoe? Didn't he? He might have, but if he did, I totally missed it. There was a match recently where Brett Titus and Jay Briscoe was it was it not bound by honor? I don't remember seeing it. Because I remember messaging you saying, "What the fuck is this Jay Leith or is this uh, Rhett Titus thing a joke?" Because he called Jay Briscoe fat. Yeah, it was not on this card. Oh, who did Jay Briscoe wrestle in on this? He didn't. Are you sure? Oh, he wrestled Brody King. How did I miss that match? Because that match didn't happen. It was Jay Briscoe, Rhett Titus. I did. Well, I missed that one too. Rhett Titus. They opened the show with Rhett Titus in the ring. No, the the show. The opening of the show was, um, wasn't it Dalton Castle and the Boys against Shinobi Shadow Squad? No, there was a match before that. It was Jay oh. Briscoe and Rhett Titus. Huh. I don't remember that at all. Not not one little bit. All I know is I messaged you and said, "Why the fuck is?" Is this Rhett Titus thing even a thing? Why is he... It's got to be a joke because he's calling Jay Briscoe fat. Jay Briscoe has like 7% body fat. He's chiseled beyond anything. And Rhett Titus was calling him fat. And it pissed me off. Hmm. I wonder... Well, I was kind of fast-forwarding through that, you know, that stuff at the beginning where it's like showing the Ring of Honor thing and saying the show's going to start soon. So maybe maybe it was so quick that I just missed it. It's possible. It wasn't a really long match, if I remember right, but it sure as hell wasn't Brody King. 
No, that's what I was saying. I don't know. I'm not sure why Brody King, Brody King wasn't even on the card. It was kind of weird. Yeah, and that it did kind of shock me too because they were setting up a whole. I mean, later on with PCO versus Mark Briscoe, it would have been a perfect time to have Brody King and Jay Briscoe leading up to their uh, anniversary show. But it was Rhett Titus. I swear okay. it had to have been. Okay, well, anyway, what, Fuck, what's I'm going to have to watch this now. Because <laughs> now it's pissing me off. Was it really Rhett Titus? Or was it, did I miss Brody King? What happened? I didn't, I didn't see Brody, no, Brody King was not on the, was not on the show unless he, I would, I can't imagine they would have opened with that, with that match. So I don't well, think so. They, I, I'm pretty certain it was Rhett Titus and Jay Briscoe. But the fact that this whole um, a Rhett, or Flex Express and um, Rhett Titus talking about how he's going to uh, change the world and make everybody, uh, get everybody fit and in shape and uh, call Jay Briscoe fat, it was just, it, it just, it's odd. And why are they making Rhett Titus into a comedy character? Um, what else is he supposed to do? Um, he could be Jinder Mahal and be the next champion. Um, no, he's not from India. Oh, all right, fair enough. All right, moving on. <laughs> Triple, S, Triple S versus Dalton Castle and the boys. I, I'm I'm really interested in what's going on with this Dalton Castle stuff. I mean, it, it was nice that they used you know this match as a as an excuse to well not an excuse but you know they get they got Eli Ice on another big pin under his belt. Um, right. But I'm more interested with what's going on with Dalton Castle. I mean, is he is he t- turning full blown heel? Is he just tired of the boys and he's and he's going to go kind of kind of tweenerish against the bo- you know and, and get rid of the boys? I mean, I really don't understand what's going on with this. And I, I like it. You know, I like that there's that there's that it's a little bit confusing, and I like that um, it's, t- it's tough to tell what's going on. But I mean, he's clearly frustrated with everything going on, and it just and he needs a change. We you know we've we've known he needs a change for a while. Um, but and but it seems he's actually going through with it and interesting in, in interesting ways. I, I really appreciate. I I do I agree with you. I like his change. Um, I feel like it's going more faceish than heelish. Okay. Um, but that kind of leaves it out in the open where the boys are, because if you think about it, a heel is the one who relies on his sidekicks. A face doesn't. Dalton Castle's getting frustrated with his boys interfering and things like that throughout TV over the last couple of, well, I guess I don't know because they're a month behind on TV, but it's just the story that they're, that they're trying to tell is that Dalton Castle's just getting sick of the boys interfering. And that's a face move. That's what, you know, you look back at some of the other, trios or whatever that broke up look at randy orton got sick of uh legacy buttoning into his matches so he turned face on them it's kind of a similar thing i'm seeing with dalton castle um on the other side but 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 also he was you know he was he was yelling at the at the one boy for doing the blind tag and coming in he ordered he ordered he ordered him to tag him um he was he was bossing them around so i mean those are not really you know baby face but that's always been Dalton Castle and the boys. He's always bossed them around. But not, but not viciously like that. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm, it's weird because I actually want to see where it goes. And if they do break the boys away from Dalton Castle, they need to give them new names. 
they can't be boy one and boy, boy two. Let's call them Brett and Brandon like their names are and just let them go and do their thing. Can we I call them Tom and Jerry? Well, Tom and Jerry works too. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if we're headed towards like the boys in a handicap match against Dalton Castle at one of these upcoming shows. I hope not. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would just be awful. What you know, on the other side, you got Triple S. Now, cheeseburger aside, and I'm not, I, I can't buy into Eli Isom, and I don't know why. I just can't. But when you look at um, Ryan Nova, he's impressive. Wait, 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 wait. We can't buy into Eli, I, Eli Isom. Do you think Ryan Nova's impressive? Maybe it's because of their overselling of Ryan Nova. Or I'm sorry, Eli Isom. I think I think Eli Isom is excellent. <clears throat> I think he's good. I just don't think he's at the level that they're portraying him right now. Well, no, but they need to get some some stars pretty quick, don't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they definitely do. Because who knows how long people like uh, um, <clears throat> Juice and Finley are going to be around. Right. Considering that they're really signed to NJPW. Right, or, or Zack Sabre Jr. for that matter. Exactly. And you were right, by the way. I just I just started I just started the uh, show over again to see if I to see if I missed the beginning match, and apparently I did. So. So it was it was Jay, Lee, Jay uh, Briscoe, the who sh- who really should is the only Jay that should be the world champion, um, taking on. Um, Rattitis. Taking a retitis, yeah. Okay, good. I thought I was going insane there for a second. Well, no comment. Like, more insane. I thought I was okay. going more insane. Okay. But I, the, it's just the whole retitis thing. Did you – oh, I suppose you probably didn't listen to it because you're on the air. But it, it, it's that whole character. I don't know what's going on with it. It's driving me insane. It's just – What? Relax. It's just, no just, just relax. I will not. It, it doesn't matter what Red Titus is doing. He's just he's just a background low card to mid card character. He just he just comes Devil. in, does he does his stuff. It really doesn't matter what he's doing. To let something like that drive you crazy when Jay fucking Lethal's walking around with the world championship, it's just ridiculous. You know, when 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 uh, when a guy who's been wrestling for as long as he has doesn't even know how to be his own character, that's the kind of thing you, you should get upset about. And, uh, the, you know, I probably should open the show with telling you how upset I am with Jay Lethal as the world champion. Oh, I did open the show that way. So that should tell you the, the right thing to be upset about, not what Rhett Titus is doing, because it doesn't matter what Rhett Titus is doing. He's Rhett Titus. He's just going to get his ass kicked. That's all. And apparently, I'm still supposed to keep on rambling. So, um, let's see. What what were we talking about before? Oh yeah, the, so the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Um, you know, you don't have to keep rambling. I was just enjoying your little rant there. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, you okay now? You gonna live? Oh, I'm just fine. But I, but I mean, for you to, for you to be being driven crazy by what they're doing with Red Titus is just bizarre. I mean, it's no, like come on. It's it, it, it's like you know, it's like back in the. Uh, like like what ninety three or something ninety two when uh, Barry Horowitz picked up, a, picked up a win on television you were probably like what are they doing 
This drive well, me crazy. Was, What's going on? It's Barry Horowitz. He should not win anything ever. <laughs> Even if he is a Brooklyn brawler, he should not win. Uh, he's not the Brooklyn brawler. A he's a glorified thing. jobber. Who's the Brooklyn? Oh, Steve Lombardi was a Brooklyn brawler. Yeah, yeah. Barry Horowitz was Barry the winner. Horowitz. He was the winner. He was the winner? Yeah, the winner, Barry Horowitz. You know, he would, like, pat himself on the back, and he had, like, little, he had, like, little hand oh, yeah. on the back of his vest. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, 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 uh. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so where are we at now? Well, We're done with Shinobi Shadow Squad. And... We're done bitching about Red Titus, yep. So... <laughs> okay, yeah, we're over Red Titus. I get that. Um, I don't have I don't have the match order here, but um, like I was saying earlier, the part what I, what I was really kind of stunned by is the fact that less than two months like two months into her reign, Kelly Klein drops the championship to Maya Watani, and it doesn't make sense to me. No, not to me either. I mean, I mean, Iwatani's a great wrestler, but he she had no buildup whatsoever, and and you know Klein was doing this great thing where she's defending the title every time she has a has a one on one match. Which is a great gimmick. Um, so I mean, unless, unless something's wrong with Kelly Klein, or she told them she's not resigning, or something like that, then I can't imagine why you do something this crazy. Well, Iwatani, the only real buildup we had to this match was Kelly Klein coming out on Ring of Honor TV, screaming in the microphone about how she'll challenge her, and that was it. So it. I, there was, like you said, there's no build-up. There's no reason for Kelly Klein to win, to lose this match, especially the role she was on. It just makes no sense to me. This entire match made no sense to me. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And, and yeah, she, and she, she, had, she actually resigned after Final Battle. So it's not that Kelly Klein didn't resign with the company. It's just, it's just a bizarre thing to do. I mean, I mean, are they are they just really wanting to be have a have a two time women of honor champion this early? Or I mean, what I really, I really don't get it. What the hell? It it really didn't make any sense. And I'm not, I was not impressed with Iwatani at all, at all in, during this match. And it just, I don't know. It's one of the few things I felt like on this show just really didn't belong and really shouldn't have happened. I agree. Outside of Red Titus. Oh my God, drop it. <laughs> I, I, I have no, nothing else to say about this one except for the fact that it uh, disappointed me. So if you've got anything else to say about it, feel free. Well, I'm just shocked by it. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that Kelly Klein is no longer the, the women's champion you know, less than two months after she wins the title. And, and wins the title in dominant fashion. And after the buildup they gave, too. I mean, she had a good six-month buildup to win that title. Right. She had a whole storyline going on with, uh, what, what's her name, Jenny? Jenny Rose. And, yeah, Jenny Rose and her um, redemption after losing the finals of the, to um, Sumi Sakai. And it just, she had this huge story behind her, and she was out there. She was fighting. She was defending against everybody. To lose like this just made no sense at all. Totally agree. I, I, th- I thought it was stupid. That was really stupid. And you did uh, skip over three matches, by the way. Well, like I said, I, did, I don't know what the match order was. I can't remember that shit. Um, and, and the other thing was, you know, 
she was out there without without her um, camp Klein or you know whatever they're calling them now. So what? It did, Kelly Klein, you know her camp Klein, you know like the people that come down to the ring with her and stuff. Have you not been paying attention to her title defenses? Yeah, but I don't remember a camp Klein. Yeah, Have I missed something. Yeah, she's she's had, she's had like a stable around her, like like she was an MMA fighter, with people. Oh yeah, know. okay, okay, yeah. I was getting yeah. confused with Shayna Baszler. What the fuck? I just <laughs> I, I don't even. It's too much wrestling, dude. <laughs> too much. The point is that it didn't even feel like a Kelly Klein title defense because she didn't have any of her people with her. It was just it was nuts. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm disappointed. I hope they course correct here and get the belt back on Kelly Klein. Okay, so let's go back to the matches. I apparently skipped over it. Uh, ZSJ, Cole Cabana. That was a lot of fun. It was. I mean, I've been one of the biggest detractors of Cole Cabana. Not just... Well, no, you really haven't been. I mean, mean, you were for a few months, but I mean, you you were really impressed with his work at um, the NWA show. Yeah. How, how he'd slimmed down and gotten in shape, and you and you and you've actually been um, very impressed with his commentary lately. So I mean, I wouldn't He's say gotten, you've been, I wouldn't say you've been down on him. For I, well, we've been doing this for six months. For the first four months, it's been since NWA seventy that I've kind of come around and said, you know what, he's he's much better in the ring than I thought Which he was. Which was a month and a half into the show. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? No, it was October fifteenth. We started the sh- our first show was like September third. It was September third. So we've been doing this shit for that long. Yeah. God damn. Anyway, regardless, um, I was really impressed with this this whole match. ZSJ is just a magician in the ring, and then Cole Cabana really stepped up and played his part perfectly. It was just it was a really well done match. Yeah, it was. It, it reminded it reminded me a lot actually of the ZSJ match against Sonata at last year's G1. You know, oh my God, that's where it was because I was, I wasn't doing the same thing. I was like, oh, this this just it's so good. It reminds me of something, and that's what it was. Was the Sonata match? Yeah, it's it, the only difference was that Saber Junior was able to pick up the win in this one, where Sonata actually completed the out wrestling of him in in their match. It was just it was weird, but yet fun to see Cole Cabana wrestle that style of match when he hasn't really done that for a very long time. He's been in every match we've actually seen. He's been the comedy character. The, yeah. Th- yeah, th- yeah. This is really back to like his 2005, 2006 type of matches back when he was NWA champion. Was it that long ago? He was NWA champion. It was six, oh, was six I, was or that- oh, seven. Was it? I was, I was talking about his. I was talking about when he was a pure when he was a pure championship contender. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he was NWA champ in like oh six oh seven. Could be. I, I have no idea. I mean, it was a long time ago. He's a two time champion. Regardless, he he's slimmed down. He's gotten in shape. He is a much better in ring performer when he's against somebody where he's not just the comedy guy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, this match was a lot of fun. I would, I would recommend anybody go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. One of the few on this card I would say that about. To yes. be honest, there wasn't much on here. I mean, 
The other match that I would really recommend if anybody is a fan of wrestling and wants to see just a fun match that had some really good points to it is that uh, four-way match between you know, you know, Willie Mack. I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that just because it's got Marty Skrull in it. No, it, it wasn't that. I mean, you take Marty Skrull out of it and you just look at the performance. You, 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 of, you can't because, because then, nobody, then the match would not, have, would not have ended. That's a good point. <laughs> but regardless, um, Willie Mack, Silas Young, Kenny King, and Marty Skrull, all four of them put on a hell of a performance in this match. I liked every part of this match. Even Willie Mack. And you know how down I've been on Willie Mack lately. Mm-hmm. But well, I even it, liked... it, it was really it was a really good match. I just have to give you shit because you because your voice and your eye your everything about you lights up when when Marty Skrull is doing anything. Well, it's Marty Skrull. I mean, come on, he's the he. Don't you remember Party Marty? Please um, tell me you remember Party Marty. No, dude, you need to go back on the GWN app and. No, watch. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. You keep telling me to. I'm not going. You to do need. That. To go back and watch British Boot Camp, you'll have a whole new respect for Party Marty. Colt Cabana won the NWA World Championship for the first time March 6, 2011. And he won it the second time on April 8, 2012. Was it that late? Yep. Wow. And both times he won it from and lost it to Adam Pierce. Really? Yep. Or wait, no, he lost the title to, to the Sheik the first time. In his in his two championships, <laughs> uh, hold on, see. hold on, and babble and being a father. All right. So his first title reign lasted twenty five plus twenty three, so it lasted forty eight days. Actually, that's not too bad. That's a little bit over a month and a half. And then his second title reign lasted from April 8th until July 21st. So that is, let's see, 22 plus 31 is 53, 83, 104 days. Not bad. So between the two reigns, he was he held the title for almost half a year between the two reigns, 152 days. That's actually not bad at all. Does anyone want to be a father? I'm anyone? sure there must be people out there that do because it keeps happening. Um, I'll rent out a three-year-old every Monday night from six thirty central to about nine central. So while you were while you were gone doing dad things, I was explaining that Cole Cabana has between his two reigns as NWA World Champion, he actually held the title 152 days, which Holy is shit. which isn't bad. That's impressive. Yeah, that's, it is. What six, almost six months? Yeah, that's really impressive. To and you said it was Adam Pierce he lost it to both times. Um, he won it from Adam. Well, this says he you lost it to Adam Pierce, but actually no, he he um he lost the title the first time to the Sheik. As in the Iron Sheik? No, as in the Sheik. Adnan Casey. I think so. The uh, the uncle of Sabu. That's just too much for me to process at this moment. 
Bell, you, if you weren't so high, you wouldn't probably wouldn't have that problem. No, that was last night, not tonight. Oh well, it's it's me tonight. Oh my, my God, I'm going to punch a midget in the face. Thank you. Please do. No, no, no. I better not have just seen this alert right. Okay. Four NXT stars to uh, debut on Raw. I'm oh, for no. My... No. And the top one was Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, see, I was expecting it was going to be the... Uh... Um, the Undisputed Era. Oh my god, my fucking phone. Anyone wants to give me a gift, I I will take a new Samsung. What did you do? It, it's just a piece of shit. Oh. Yes, and, and then the, and the, the Sheik was actually stripped at the NWA World Championship on, on July 11th. Okay. He actually never defended the championship. Interesting. And what happened from there? I don't know. Oh I'm, no, this was no. I, I we were wrong. This was a different sheik. This was the Almighty Sheik. The what? The Almighty Sheik. Again, the what? Um, the Almighty Shane. That's who you're talking to. Let's move on. There are four of the best performers in WWNXT that will be making their Raw debuts tonight. Damn it. Get, I'm not... get, get over it. Ciampa, Gargano, Black, and Ricochet. Um, Black does not belong on that list of uh, great superstars. The other three should never leave. I'm sick and tired of them poaching all of our good talent to make them into bad talent. Dude, get over it. Damn it. Let's get back Who to the cheer get, for now. Let's get back to the Ring of Honor show. Oh, all right. All right, so anyway, you you love this four corner match. It was fun. It really was. Even Willie Mack who you and I behind the scenes, I've been telling you lately about how unlikable he is. Even Willie Mack had a strong performance in this. Yeah, if you if you ignore his uh, outside the ring stuff, he's a lot of he's a lot of fun. Oh, but God. but if, but, if, but if you don't, he's I agree, he's pretty unlikable. You know, he's 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 also not very good at being a babyface. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I thought, and I, and I like I like how the ending of this one I think set up a match probably coming up at uh, the champ, at the. Uh, Anniversary show. Kenny King versus Marty Skrull should be a hell of a match. Yeah, I just... I want Marty Skrull to actually fucking win the title. And I just... The further along we get, the less I think he's going to. Well, he's not going to. It, it annoys me. I told you that yesterday. What, Friday he wasn't going to win the championship. You told me that like a half an hour ago. I still... Wish he would. Why? What? What possible good could come right now with him winning the championship? Well, right now, nothing. Then don't wish he was doing it. That doesn't make any sense. But it would still be nice to have him listed as a former world champion. It would have been if he had actually won it. Yes, I agree. My po- but my point is that at this point, it makes no sense for them to do that. Yeah, because he's, I, because, he's because he's almost certainly going to be going to be leaving. When his contract expires. 
No, I agree with you. I, and I just wish they'd pulled the trigger last year or even uh, two months so ago. So do I, because then we wouldn't have fucking Jay Lethal as the world champion. But ah, Get over your Jay Lethal. God damn. No. Damn. I mean, I mean, I would much rather be... Damn! I would much rather watch Marty Skrull taking on Matt Taven, I think, and I think he'd, be, he'd do a better job of being offended at, at there being another world championship out there than Lethal did. I you think know. he would. I think he would make it more fun. Definitely. I, I, where Lethal just got angry, but the the thing with Lethal and his anger over it was it came like four months into this Matt Taven thing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't angry from the start, which he should have been. Had he been angry from the start, it would have made this this chopping it up with an axe, ripping it apart thing more. Tolerable? No, it wouldn't have. I think it would have. If he'd been no. pissed, if he'd been pissed off for months instead of being pissed off for a week and a half, I think see, it would have. See, now Marty's girl is a villain, right? So, so him doing it would have made a lot of sense. Lethal doing it when he's when he's supposedly this baby face good guy that only cares about honor does not. Yeah. And and the and the other thing is that uh, I. I um, I, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, good. We can go back to talking about the KING King. Yeah, that match has not been made official yet, but he did. He did win the match by cheating Marty Skrull. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping that 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 comes that comes true. Oh, and you, and you said you didn't watch the latest Ring of Honor TV, right? I'm. I just got through the first match. I just literally watched the first match before we went on air. Which was 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 the first match the six way? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and it confused I, me. I, 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 yeah, he was. But, but what I I loved the fact that um, Ring of Honor has found a way to make like fatal four ways and triple threats not have to be no disqualification because all you do is when a guy uses a chair you throw him out of the match and let the other five guys keep going. Yeah, that was kind of entertaining. <laughs> And I will say this, the more and more I see of Luchasaurus, the more I like that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's phenomenal. You know, and another guy that is starting to kind of grow on me just because of that, his athletic ability. Eli and No, uh-uh. Um, NXT, that uh, Dominic Drogevic. Oh, my God. Why are you moving back to WWE again? I'm not moving... Didn't we establish this last time that NXT is not considered WWE? But you still keep bouncing. You still keep bouncing off the show we're talking about. I'm not bouncing. I'm just throwing another thing in. And I love Donovan Dijak when he was part of Ring of Honor. Yeah, I do. Too. I, I, I don't like his new name whatsoever. No, I, I I have to agree with you there, but I still I, he's still just impressive. He is. Anyway, back to the K I N G King. That second time you that second time you that you said that and not talked about him. So talk about him. He's <laughs> he's got. Remember we were talking about this. Uh, it had to have been. It wasn't. It was before final battle. It was the pay per view right before final battle. Um. Death before honor. That's for dishonor. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, um, where we were talking about him and how he was effectively mi- mixing in um, 
comedy and just this killer attitude with when he'd come out with the like the um blow up toys and all that shit. Yep. Now now he is just riveting. He doesn't do the comedy shit anymore. He comes out, he cuts promos that almost like cut to the heart because anybody that is a mark for this business and knows anything about these wrestlers before they got to their current promotions, when you see Kenny King come out there and cut a promo on like an Eli Isom or a Marty Skrull or someone like that, it almost cuts to the bone because he is so spot on about everything he's talking about in real life. It brings the whole new level to his, to what, whatever um, storyline he's going with. And I don't know if that's just part of the creative writing or if that's Kenny King doing that or what, but whoever is behind that is a fucking genius. Yeah, I, I love it, but at the same time, I, I, I just wish they would, they would do something with it. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't feel, I mean, and I think part of it is, is of course, that Flip Gordon got hurt, so he wasn't able to, to keep going with that storyline. But I mean, I, I really hope that you know this is leading to some to something more important for Kenny King. Well, you his weekend his weekend warrior rant on Flip was amazing. He came out, he did the same thing to Eli some before Final Battle, you know. And if you look back at some of his other promos, it, it's been the same thing that he's come out and he's gotten real with all of it. Which is something you don't see anymore. You don't see people doing that. And it brings, you know, now if he's going off the cuff, that's fucking brilliant. But regardless, even if it's written in and the other guy is agreeing to, yeah, go ahead and uh, take down my father. You know, it's just, it's, it's something you don't see right now. And it's really refreshing to kind of see that kind of storyline build up. Yeah, I, I don't definitely agree. I just I just want it to to go somewhere for him. Is, is all I'm saying. I mean, if, if they're if they're gonna do this with this character, and then you know he still isn't heading toward the top of the card where he probably should have been a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, then you know, then it, it's just another wasted opportunity for him. That is true. I I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, it, I, it was great. It was great to see him. You know, win the win the world television title twice in the span of like what three or four months. But at the same time, it. Now then, this career kind of stalled after that again, and and it's just it's just weird. Well, I remember watching Impact during the um, I want to call them dead time when it was just Dixie Carter in charge. You're trying I mean, to ramble. They still had AJ Styles. They still had Daniels and Kazarian and everything, but Kenny King at that time was the highlight of every show. Every single time he was on, he just brought something to every single show that you never saw before. And it just it it, it was kind of a, a good way to segue between the comedy parts of the addiction or I think there were the addiction back then, but um the addiction and the seriousness of AJ Styles and every other wrestler on the on the card to have Kenny King come out and be that goofy but 
serious. It, it, it just he's got such a unique character that it's hard for me to look away from him. I guess is what I'm. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You guys know how this is when the the play-by-play guy leaves, the color guy just rambles and doesn't know what he's talking about. So we're going to talk about Shane. We're going to talk about all the wrestlers he likes, you know, like Cheeseburger and Chuck E.T., by the way, starting to like Chuck E.T. a little more. But I'm not going to mention that to him because that's just between you and I. Um, you know, back to the match here. We got Kenny King. He actually won the match against Marty Skrull by devious means. But... When you look at the other three members of this match and the people that uh, put on shows, Marty Skrull is always. I have never, and I'm, like I said, I'm going back to my Party Marty days back when he was uh, part of the British boot camp. I have never been disappointed in a Marty Skrull match. Not one time have I not been entertained. And Silas Young has brought his whole stick to a new level over the last four, five, six months. And Willie Mack, if you can separate that whiny-ass crappy character that he is with what he puts in the ring, Willie Mack is an amazing competitor. Somebody that really, really should be taken notice of. It's just I wish he would stop whining outside the ring. Jesus, where did Shane go? Did he like move or... Is he packing? What what the hell is happening here? I'm starting to think that Shane like left me. He's just gone. You know, he's I, I don't know what's going on. He he kinda disappeared and I've got nothing more to ramble about. So I'm going to move on to the next match. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, Rocky Romero, which surprisingly was better than expected. Um, Rocky Romero kind of brought the fight to Jeff Cobb, and it was something we really haven't seen outside of some of the bigger guys like Evil and uh, um, uh, Adam Page. Um, and then to see Rocky Romero really kind of ground Jeff Cobb was something that I was really impressed with. Really, really impressed with. Um, he broke down kind of the power base of Jeff Cobb and made him, I don't know, somewhat human. So take what you will there. Um, so we're back to, you know, Chucky e. T and Cheeseburger and all of Shane's favorites. Um, what? Wait, what? What? Oh, you're back? You're back? You knew I was back. That's why you said that. What are you talking about? We've been talking about that for like five minutes now. Yeah, well, anyways, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, you and I talked the other day about how, you know, Marty Scrooge is probably the most popular guy in, in Ring of Honor. Then when I watched him, I was like, you know what? He might not be as popular as Cheeseburger. <laughs> You know, I actually which, which, thought which, that which is just which is just disgusting. You know, I actually thought that at one point because Cheeseburger does get a real pop. He does. But as far as legitimate wrestlers, I don't think that uh, anybody is more popular than Marty Skrull. And as I was wait, saying, wait, 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 what do you mean legitimate wrestlers? He's he's the leader of his own stable. 
Is that really a stable? I thought we agreed that you had to have more than three members to be a stable. Well, then what are the kingdom? They're not a stable. They're a tag team. Excuse me. Okay. That's according to your logic. I know, but you, but you, but you dispute my logic. Yeah, I know. This time I'm not because I don't want Cheeseburger to be the leader of anything. Okay. Anyway, um, what, 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 else, kinda, what, what else do we have in the show to talk about? Well, I just kind of babbled, and I want your opinion on this. Kenny King, um, and you didn't see his time in TNA where he was the highlight of every single show, but Kenny King has become the type of guy where I could see a heavyweight title on him without even blinking. Like, I wouldn't second-guess that at all. Well, if you remember, I thought he I thought he should win the title from Lethal at that uh, the survival of the fittest shows, or or maybe it was the global war, maybe it was the global war shows. Yeah, but right now you think a mouse should win the title from Jay Lethal. Um, so that doesn't count. It does count. No. <laughs> but they had that, they had that, they had that great match. I mean, there, there's Beatles probably pretty much had two great matches since he won the championship. One was against. Will Ospreay won against Kenny King, I think. And I think that see, I, can say something. I still can't say that match against Will Ospreay was great. You can say I, it. Go ahead. No, I cannot. You, you, may not, you may not mean it, but you can say I'm it. I'm not going to ever. Because <laughs> I don't think it was that great. Right, because you were expecting a different Osprey than we got. Right, and I'm still not used to this heavyweight Osprey. Well, you're gonna be, you're gonna look back in five years and watch that match and be like, oh my god, what was I thinking? Shane was right, that was great. The only match I have looked back on five plus years later and said, holy fuck, that was the greatest thing I ever saw, was WrestleMania three, Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. I can't say that happening out of any match that I've seen recently. Other than Lethal versus Osprey. No, definitely not. <laughs> Lethal versus Osprey. I can definitely say that's not going to happen out of that match. It was a great match. Oh, it was not. It wasn't a five-star match, but it was a great match. It was dog shit personified. You're ridiculous. Maybe. Okay. I might sometimes say things just to make you irritated. Does it work? Yes. You know it wasn't dog shit. No, it wasn't. It wasn't dog shit. I will agree, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Fine. You're, you're allowed to be wrong. It's okay. And Willie Mack, Silas Young, excellent performances. I thought uh, Silas Young just improves every time I watch him, and Willie Mack take away his. Poor me, whiny baby face persona, and he's a hell of a good wrestler too. But I had actually moved on to Jeff Cobb versus Rocky Romero. Good God, why? Because I was somewhat. I, I if you look at Jeff Cobb, we look at how he's been. He was dominant against um, a guy who appeared on NXT once in a losing fa- uh, fashion and hasn't been back in like three months in Punishment Martinez. But outside of uh, Shane Taylor, Adam Page, and Evil, 
he really hasn't looked beatable. And then he comes into this match against uh, Rocky Romero, and he actually looked like he was on edge a few times. Which is why I didn't buy the match whatsoever. Which made it, to me, made it more entertaining. No, because there was no chance that Rocky Romero was winning that championship. No, I mean, we knew that as marks and fans. I mean, I do agree there was never a moment where I said, oh, Rocky Romero's going to win this, like I did with Kofi and, and Daniel Bryan. Um, this should but, have been a squash match. It should have been, but it was actually a fairly decent match. Which made it not decent to me. Oh, all right. Because I, because I couldn't buy it. I can't, I can't believe Rocky Romero would stand a chance against Jeff Cobb, and that's what they tried to make me buy. Well, Rocky Romero five, six years ago would have been, but not no. now. Because he's not no. an in-ring performer now. But Cobb is booked as, a, as an unstoppable force, like you were just pointing out. So for, so for Rocky Romero to come in there and have a chance against him, I would, not, I would never have bought. Mm, that's a good point. There's not much left on this card to even really talk about. I mean, we had Lifeblood versus um, LSG, uh, you know, coast to coast in the bouncers. I thought, that, I thought that was a really fun match, but I mean, yeah, there really wasn't much, much to talk about with it. Well, but I, but, of I, but, I, but, I, but, but I will say I love that 21-plex. That's an awesome finisher. It just takes so long to set up. It's so. almost... <clears throat> but regardless, yeah, I, do, I do like that. The fact that Bandito caught uh, uh, Beer City Bruiser diving off the top rope, that was, yeah. that was fucking impressive. It really <laughs> was. 300 pounder that this little cruiserweight or uh, lucha guy bought just caught him out of midair was very impressive. But outside of that, really not much to talk about. Um, Kingdom versus uh, Lethal Gresham and, and Roosh. Again, not much to talk about other than Taven and Lethal and their little side exchange. And Taven getting a clean victory over the um, fake world champion Jay Lethal. Yeah, there was that too. Um, the only match that I really want to talk about is PCO versus Mark Briscoe. Okay. What the fuck did we watch? Um, we watched PCO versus Mark Briscoe. <laughs> what would you what expect is, from those two? <laughs> what is wrong with PCO? I, I remember you saying... He's not uh, human. You sent me a message last week uh, um, about, and this was before you even watched this card, so it was I watched it ahead of you, but you sent me a, a message saying um, something about Villain Enterprises ending. And my response was, why? Because PCO's going to die? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I Now, after watching that match, do you realize, what, do you understand what I was talking about? How can this guy at 50-some years old take that kind of beating? But I, my favorite part about this match was Mark Briscoe with the chairs, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, would throw, he, would throw, he would throw the chair across the ring. Todd would grab it to, to throw it out on the other side, and then he would hit he him would, with another one. He hit him with the chair, and then he would throw that one in the ring because because uh, Todd saw him caught him with it in his hand again. So he'd throw it across the ring, and then put another one. And hit him hit him with that one too. I mean, it was just fantastic heel work. It was, it was yeah, it was it really was great heel work and. The, um, the kick down the stairs, the fucking, uh, was, I don't want to say suicide died, but the, what did he, the, where PCO hit himself on the corner of the, 
of the ring. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. You know, and the J Dr- or not J Driller, but Pile Driver on the uh, on the ring or on the ramp. Just, it just, I can't imagine PCO still being alive in five years. I just can't. With the kind of punishment he takes. Oh, that's okay. As long as he's entertaining entertaining me now, I don't care if he dies within five years. No, I kind of don't want him to die. Well, you got to remember that I'm that I'm a bit of a sociopath. So. Oh, and the fact that he's not human right now. No, he's not. No, he's he's not human. So why should we care if he dies or not? Yeah, good point. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so we're, we got through Ring of Honor. We got through our little WWE tangent. We talked a little bit about NXT. Oh, you wanted to talk about uh, the Ricochet Adam Cole match. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't from last no. week? No. I thought you said you did. No, I said I wanted to, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, don't so waste don't your talk. Time. No, I have to. No, you don't. Oh, it doesn't. Does it not have a clean? Does it not have an uh, actual victory? No, there's an actual victory, and it's clean pinball, pin, pin fall. But it wasn't a great match. I'd give it maybe three stars. It was really not what you'd expect out of those two after the year that they had in 2018. And you were right, too, about the um, – and this is a must-watch for anybody because I just have this odd feeling this is going to be one of the times when we look back at the year and go, hey, remember that show or that one match on regular TV that was not a special or pay-per-view? I really do believe that Velveteen Dream and Johnny, Johnny Gargano are going to get that next week. Is it next week or is it this, or is it this it's coming this week. Wednesday? It's, okay. Yeah, it's this coming Wednesday. So anybody that is a WWE fan, anybody NXT fan, anybody who's a wrestling fan, if you have access to NXT TV or WWE Network, I would recommend watching this week's NXT just because I just have this feeling that we're going to look back at the end of 2019 and we're going to go, hey, remember that one match? Well, when it's got Johnny Five Star taking on the guy that was been the, that that was a huge breakout star last year and just keeps improving and improving, then I, de- I definitely can see where you're coming from with that. Are you talking about Johnny Five Star or are you talking about Johnny Gargano, who we have renamed matches for? It is not a five star match; it's five Gargano match now. No, no, it's a five Nigel match. No, no, still Gargano. No, no, Nigel. Nigel is not. Uh, why? Although, why? Why do you keep why do you keep bull selling Nigel McGuinness? I just miss him as Desmond Wolf. Whatever, dude. So, <laughs> so anything else we need to cover for this week? Well, not on this. I mean, was there any NJPW, any Defiant, any MLW? Are you caught up on MLW yet? Why do you keep asking me the same question over and over? Because you don't answer it correctly. Dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch thirty matches in or thirty episodes of a show in one week, and apparently not even one episode in a show in a week. So, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get like at least like five or six episodes watched this week. I'm having a real problem with uh, being caught up because there's two promotions I'm way behind on. And well, that's I don't know. Imp- I, 
I have no interest in watching Defiant anymore, so that'll help getting caught up on the other stuff. Well, in Defiant, I'm caught up on, so it's like a 45 minutes out of my time just to kind of listen to that Scottish guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because you, yeah. you can listen to wrestling eight hours a day. I cannot. I, I actually, cannot. I work occasionally. I've seen you work while. one time I've walked over to your team. Well, that's because you catch me on times I'm not. And you and you were bitching about how much work you had to do at that time. So. And it was a lot, and I did it all. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> so, and 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 next week, and you know, this I just want to point out that this coming weekend there are New Japan Ring of Honor joint shows. The global the uh, is it Global Wars or is it no? It's Honor Rising. The Honor Rising shows in Japan. Yeah, Global Wars uh, is in September, October, something. Yeah. Yeah, and the War of the Worlds is like in. Summertime, but anyway, so we, we've got uh, it's got some good stuff coming up on those shows. So we're going to try to watch them this weekend, and uh, Jeff especially is going to try to watch them. I will be. I have to try. I'm going to try. I will buckle down, and I will think about watching them. <laughs> well, well, you know, one of the matches on the show though is is, uh, is Jay Lethal continuing his his run of record setting title defenses and days with the championship against TK Orion. You know, you're not selling me on this. Although I do, I do really like TK Orion. I think uh, where he's come from his horrible injury, what a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. It was the anniversary show. Wasn't it two years ago? Uh, Is he the anniversary show or Supercard of Honor? I can't remember which one. When he, when he broke his leg off that uh, moonsault. Right, like I said, I don't remember which one. Hey, regardless, I mean, it's TK Ryan is one of those guys that just really impresses me. He's great on the mic. He's good in the ring. I think this is a guy who's a future heavyweight champion. And uh, and also on that same card, we have Shingo and um, Naito taking on the other two members of the kingdom, which I think was going to be interesting. Okay, that's what you were trying to say. Yeah. When you when you told me that Naito and somebody else match, I was looking. It wasn't Shingo. You said it was somebody. I said I, I said I said Tagagi, which is his last name. Okay, that's why I got. Yeah, people don't, have last names, Jeff. Well, I mean, not in, w, not, in w, not in WWE all the time, but most people and in real life not in Ring of Honor. Cody doesn't have a last name. Cody doesn't wrestle for Ring of Honor. Cody doesn't wrestle for anybody, but he doesn't have a last name either. <laughs> Um, there's and then on the on the night one there's what should be a great tag team match Gresham and Liger taking on Eagles and Ishimori, and that um, I'm excited for because I really do like Gresham when he's in a tag team. And then we have um, oh there's a six man tag team championship match as well, which is um, Taguchi Yano and Makabe defending against Cheeseburger Delirious and Colt Cabana. Why does Delirious always book himself in championship matches when he goes to Japan? And why is um, Cheeseburger and Colcabana on the same team? I have no idea. Why isn't it the Show Me Shadow Shadow Squad? Who knows? We'll go sit down. I'll bring you some. But I but I really like the uh, the two title matches on other two title matches on this card, which is Osprey taking on Dalton Castle for the Never Openweight Championship, and Jeff Cobb defending his TV title against Hiroki Goto. So you're saying Osprey is excellent matches. So you're saying Osprey's actually going to defend his belt? Yeah. Defending the Never Open Weight Championship, yeah. I don't know what to say to that. 
and it'll probably be another great match that you know sell. So, well, I, I think I hate to say <laughs> it, but I really don't mind the Osprey matches. I'm just having a hard time buying him without his flips and whatever. But we want him to be without his flips and stuff. So we actually no, I I agree. I agree. It's just, it's not the Osprey I've come to, I don't know, expect. You've come to know and love. No, expect. Oh, okay. I don't know and love anyone. I barely know and love you. Um, you know, I, you know, you know, I always said a couple keeps away from Susan, right? Yeah, I know. All right. She's um, mad at me anyway. Well, what else is new? I made her sleep in this morning. You made her sleep in. Oh, okay. okay. Thought about waking her up and then didn't. <laughs> um, and then the main event of that card is which maybe a, a really good six man actually is the, is the ROA six man tag team champions defending against Jay Lethal, Kazushka. I'm not defending against, but in a, in a six man tag against Lethal, Okada, and Tanahashi. No comment on that one? Sorry, busy being a father. Okay. I thought about not, but. The toddler told me otherwise. Okay, um, did you hear? Did you hear what that matches? I had no clue. No. It's the it's the kingdom taking on Lethal Okada and Tanahashi. That's going to be a good match. Yeah, I think so. That's the main event of the, that's the main event of night one of Honor Rising. Oh, okay. And then night two. Night two. Yeah, I'm trying to get to it. Ahead of me. Night, night two, we have Maria Skrull taking on Robbie Eagles. Okay. Um, Good match. We have Osprey and Goto taking on Castle and Cobb. Okay. So the two, you know, the two, the two singles matches from the night before in a tag team. I already, I, already, I already mentioned Shingo and Naito taking on Marcelia and Taven. Okay. Uh, I mentioned that title match already. Um... We have Sonata and Evil defending against Bullet Club. Are you eating chips now? No, I'm digging through Valentine's shit. <laughs> and then the main event is for the ROH World Tag Team titles, which is the Briscoes taking on Finjus. Somebody home? I am. Oh, okay. So anyway, so anyway, that's, those are the cards that you can afford to on the PW world, and we'll be covering those on next week's show. We hopefully will. Well, we will be, whether you can speak intelligently about them or not is another story. Okay, that kind of hurts. I can speak intelligently. Yes, but you may not have the knowledge on those shows with, with which to speak intelligently. That's a good point. Not yeah. everything I see. Not everything I see to you is meant to be an insult. Yeah, it is. No, like ninety-five percent, but not everything. Not everything. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll remember that for next time. Okay. All right. Anything you want to, you want to hit our social media plugs or? Um, look us up on Facebook. We have uh, a nice. Uh, hold on a second. Will someone know what I had? Oh. I don't even know what I have. 
Tetanus. So, yeah. ADD. Tetanus. I'll give you ADD, but not tetanus. Tetanus is just wrong. <laughs> okay, leprosy. Leprosy, I'll give you. All right. Um, anyway, look us up uh, Facebook. Uh, just search King of Honor. We have a skull wearing a crown in front of a nice fancy um, ring. Wrestling ring. That's how you can look us up there. Uh, we've got a few few followers who do message us occasionally, give us um, critique on what we do, which is greatly appreciated, and also the um, letting us know matches are coming up and, and different cards we should watch. And uh, same thing on Twitter. I've uh, got a couple uh, listeners that look us up there as well. And uh, um, you can... Uh, Follow us. Uh, follow me at Regi Co-op and um, Shane at Zanman Lop. Uh, you can also do hashtag at Kingdom of Honor or hashtag Kingdom of Honor, and uh, you know, leave us any questions you want, any match uh, matches you want us to check out. We'll do what we can. We'll see if we can. Uh, so many wrestling promotions, it's hard to get to them all. But I do have a list, and eventually I will get there. Yeah, and, and if I'm right about where I am on, on uh, MLW, Jeff, you might want to rewatch Battle Royale because maybe we can talk about it on next week's show too. Yeah, I still remember that. I All don't right. know that I need to rewatch it because. Uh... All right. Well, until next week, make sure you check out the uh, all the other shows here on LOP Radio. I don't believe there was actually an aftershock last night for um, Rumination Chamber, which is surprising. But uh, there's also tomorrow we've got. The Global Revolution and whatever the other Tuesday night show is. I can't think of the top of my head right now. Um, Wednesday, we have Sports Entertainment is Dead. Thursday is um, the Perfect 10 Wrestling Podcast. On Friday is the Right Side of the Pond. On Saturday, we have All About All Elite Wrestling. And then we will be back with you next Monday to talk about the uh, Honor Rising shows. I don't know. We're going to talk about something. We don't know what yet, but we'll get there. That's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. And this is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and Jeff saying. The fact that you just let that go just kind of bugs me a little bit. Just saying. Well, I'm getting hungry. What do you want me to tell you? Jeff is saying goodbye. What's going on here? Oh, there we go. Do you have any issues? (laughs) I said goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> I said goodbye. That means we're done. I said, I said goodbye, motherfucker. I said goodbye. 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 goodbye.